Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments, and we're going to be talking about... um, increasing our awareness of what's going on in our soul. So just take a couple moments to put aside anything that's going on in your mind, in your will, in your emotions, any activities you're doing, anything you're trying to remember, any anything any emotions that are going on, just set them aside. Anything you're you're worried about, just let it fall by the wayside. And if you can't do that, just come back at another time to listen to this. Because what we really want to do is start looking at some practical things we can do. And also what we're, we're going to find is why what we've been doing, how it fits in, how it makes sense to uh, where we are wanting to go. And remember, our, our goal is to become one spirit, soul, and body. Your spirit is already one with God. So you're not going to be coming more spiritual or closer to God spiritually. You're already one with him if you've been born again, if you've been reborn. <clears throat> and excuse me if I'm clearing my voice a little bit, you know, like like you know, just about everybody, I've got a little bit of that stuff that's going around. So... Um, what we want to be able to understand is the simplicity of cooperating with God. The, the hard part is that our soul is wanting to maintain the status quo. Your soul has always done things a certain way, and we all will continue a bad habit as long as it works. And that's really a part of your nature. The nature of your soul is to maintain control and to do whatever's necessary to do that. That's the way God made our souls to operate. Your soul is meant to look out for you. God gave it that huge characteristic. He wanted your soul to do that, to protect itself to defend itself, to look out for itself. There's something about combining that focus with his very nature, God's very nature of giving. They're almost in opposition to one another. That the spirit, your spirit, your spirit's desire is to receive unconditionally from God and give to others what is received unconditionally. Your soul, sort of on the other hand, kind of the opposite viewpoint, is that your soul is out to protect self against rejection, against change, against being hurt or deceived or manipulated. You can fill in the blanks about what you're afraid of. Everybody's, we've we've got a lot of commonalities, and yet they're all going to be very individualized because our soul is individualized. 
And yet God's goal is that your soul and spirit would become one. And your body is going to follow along afterwards. Our body, you know, and it's, we talked a little bit before about how we get so caught up in sin being in the body, what we do with our body. And really what the whole point, the whole idea and concept of sin from God's standpoint is simply where we're not connected with it to him, where we're not receiving and dwelling in that life. That's where the darkness is. That's where the separation is because it's not about displeasing God. It's about being separate from him. What happened when, when Adam and Eve sinned, they were separated from God. They, they lost that oneness with him in their spirit. Their spirit died. So they lost that relationship. And their soul then had to take over for their spirit. And again, God knew that that was what was going to happen. He gave them a, a soul to do exactly that. But now that our spirit has been restored to oneness with God, now our soul is in the process of being reunited, becoming one with our spirit. But we've never seen what that looks like. We've never been this way before. So there's a lot of mistakes being made, a lot of muddling, a lot of things going, try this, try that. That's fine. So we're not going to be concerned about making a mistake or, you know, this again, thinking in terms of, of sin, of disappointing God, of not giving him the glory and the honor. That's not his focus. So we don't need to worry about keeping it our focus. Our focus is on knowing him and being in relationship with him, knowing that, again, in your spirit, you are already in a perfect, complete, entire, eternal relationship with God. So any boxes that you have ever had about, okay, I need to do this in order to make God happy. I need to do this in order for God to love me. I need to do this in order to receive what he wants me to have or to please him or to make him, to give him honor and glory, to make others see him, to, to evangelize. I need to do this, 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 and this. You can check off each one of those boxes. That's done because you've already done it all because you're in him. For some reason, though, he leaves us here on this earth for our soul to go through the process. You know, God, in the the scriptures, he talks about, you know, the right hand and the left hand. It takes both hands to create that that pot. He throws, you know, he's working with the clay, with the left hand and the right hand, and there's pressure and there's change and we don't always see what he's doing but we're on that wheel and we're being spun around and he's doing the forming he's doing the changing and we often don't see what he's going to do with that pot what he's going to do with that vessel because it doesn't matter because it's the process of being made and being formed that's important 
because if he creates, you know, forms you a certain way and uh, it, it's not serving his purpose, he'll just start over again. So whatever circumstance you're in, you know, we all feel like we've made mistakes. We all feel like we've made mistakes in our past that we will never overcome, that we will never rise above. We will never get, you know, back to the right path. And really what that does is that we are arguing with God's sovereignty. We're saying that he's not in control of time, that he's not in control of the circumstances, that we are at the mercy of things beyond not only our control, but beyond God's control. And you're not. Nobody is above and or beyond the sovereignty of God. You know, our challenge then is, is, well, then why does he let these things happen? And the answer is, there's going to be an individual answer for each one of us. He let this happen so that didn't happen. He let you make this decision, this choice, so that you would be spared from that choice. Bad things happen, period, end of sentence. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. This is not about drawing conclusions. God does not have any obligation to explain himself. This is part of our challenges. We want to understand how God does things. Why? Why do we want to understand? So we can figure him, figure him out. So we can predict. So we don't need him. We don't need to depend on him. We don't need to rely on him. We don't need to know him. This goes back to what's the nature of our soul? Control. If you can figure out what God's intentions are for you, you don't need him. And that's what your soul wants. Your soul does not want to give up its place of being your own little God. Your soul has set up a kingdom and is sitting on that throne. Now again, your soul is a, is a gift from God. In, in its purity, it's, does, it's not broken. It doesn't need to be repaired. It doesn't need to be healed. The problem is, is that your soul is not in its perfect state. It's not in its healed state, it's not whole, it's not entire. Your soul, you believe lies. You've, you've received wounds, emotional wounds. You, you believe lies about who you are, about who God is, about what's going on in your life. And you've got those emotional wounds from being rejected, from feeling like in order to be loved, you have to measure up, you have to achieve certain things. Now, all these things affect being able to receive eternal life from your spirit. And these are the things that God wants us to experience the change. He wants us to experience the truth. If you, if you already believed all the truth, you wouldn't know it because you'd already have it all. So he gives us an opportunity to go off course. 
so that he can bring us back onto course, onto the right course. He lets us go astray, do things our own way, so he can be our loving father, our guidance counselor, so he can show us what his wisdom is, so he can reveal himself and bring us and draw us into a a relationship that we will appreciate and value because we've tried doing it on our own. Now, again, your soul, God, values it. And we're going to stick to just referring to our soul very simplistically. Over time, we might get more involved, but for right now, we're going to keep it simple. It's the mind, the will, and the emotions. And, you know, at some point in time, we may talk about intuition and conscience and, and, and an understanding of time, perception. But for right now, let's just stick with the mind, what you think, the will, which is what you do, how you choose, and your emotions, how you feel. And for, for years, for, you know, all the time, we are always talking about spending time with God and learning to hear his voice and learning to, to perceive his presence. Well, when you perceive his presence, when you hear him, you are actually hearing him through your spirit. But what you are, the faculties you are using to hear him are in your soul. So you're using your soul to hear the spirit of God through your spirit. So you've been developing the exact faculties you need the exact abilities you need in at least that area in order to continue to cooperate with God as he restores your soul. He's restoring your soul to oneness with your spirit. What is that going to look like? Well, who knows? But on an individual basis, it's going to be your soul and spirit. Your soul is going to maintain an individuality but it's going to be one with God. How he does that, I don't know. But think about the diversity of every single cell that exists on this earth right now. How many billions of cells do you have in your body? How many billions of, of cells are there on the, uh, every sand on the beach, every star in the sky? Each one is distinct and individual. Every soul is distinct and an individual. He values each one as that individual, and yet we're all one. We all came from him. We're all returning to him. And yet our soul is in the process. There's that value that we get from being reunited with this, our spirit and God's spirit. Now, he is the one who does that. It's you don't go, okay, now I'm going to work on this area and, you know, I want to, uh, you know, uh, deal with this particular wound, for instance. And sometimes that's exactly what God wants to do. He draws our attention to a specific thing because he's ready to, to reveal that and heal it and restore it. But a lot of times we choose things that 
are distraction because, again, your soul wants to control. So your soul is going to pick on something that it has some semblance of understanding of this is how I can keep God distracted while we continue to to maintain our own kingdom. This is part of being vulnerable to God, letting him be the God, and, and embracing the whole concept that the circumstances we find ourselves in are God's gift to us rather than something we need to, to overcome as far as, you know, the whole concept of overcoming is so often we think, oh, as soon as I get done with this, then I'll be able to start working on what God wants me to be working on. And, you know, it's always, there's always this focus on we need to do something for God. He's already done everything. There's nothing, there's no lack. Nothing needs to be done. If God wanted this whole world to praise him right now, it would. Every single, if he wanted to bring to salvation every single person alive on this earth, not yet to be born or that have already passed, he would do it with a thought. He doesn't need our help to accomplish any of his goals. But his purpose is you. And if we just focus on what God is doing in us, he will decide, he will draw you to if he wants to use you to help other people, for instance, to meet their needs, to reveal who he is, that's up to him. And he may or may not even let you know. You may be having impact on people that you haven't the foggiest idea that you're having that impact. And you may never know that you have that impact because it's really none of your business. It's your business, business is to know him. And we're learning about how the abilities we have in our soul right now, our mind, will, and emotions, those, those latent abilities that God put in our soul that we all have, we're learn, learning about them and we're learning to use them as abilities, as senses, as part of our soul, just as our arms and legs are part of our body, these abilities are part of our soul. <clears throat> We're learning about those because they free up, they enliven and balance our soul's relationship with our spirit. Because I want you to think right now, what would your soul be like if it was completely healed? If your soul was in complete union with your spirit, if there was a perfect flow of eternal life from God to your spirit and then into your soul, what if your soul was perfected and one with God? What would that be like? Every aspect of every ability you have in your soul would be fully functioning, just as it was with Jesus Christ, when he was walking around here on this earth. Every ability he had in his soul was working at 100%. It was fully 
at his disposal as a spirit being. But every aspect of his soul was healthy, was perfect, was receiving eternal life. Likewise, his body. His body was fully receiving that life from his father, from God. So his soul was perfected. His body was perfect. That doesn't mean he didn't get tired or hungry or stub his toe. But it did mean that this is how he, who he was. He could just be the son of God. So you and I, that's one of the things we're learning is to be where we're at. And that the process of what we're revealing, what what is God is using us to show others is totally up to him. But the abilities that are in us, they're always, they, they've always been there, and they will always be there. It's up to God how he quickens them and uses them, not because he can't, not because we need them, but because they are who we are. Again, just like your arms and your legs are part of your natural body. These abilities are part of your soul. And the more his spirit is and your spirit are healing your soul, the more eternal life is flowing through. And you're, you could even picture your ability, these abilities as a, as a sponge as, as the eternal life flows past your abilities, those abilities will soak up the eternal life. And what happens when a sponge gets wet is it returns to its original form. It, it soaks up the water and returns and becomes what it was meant to be. So part of our, our purpose, part of our plan that we've been working on is that um, we are experiencing the process that he uses to conform our soul to our spirit. And always, as always, just as a reminder, hopefully, you know, if, you're, if you've got a question, you can post it in the chat room. This is how uh, we do it here is if you've got a question, put it in the chat room and we'll, as long as it's part of the the topic we're discussing, I'll try to try to answer it. But as you are experiencing the healing that he wants to bring, part of what will be healed is your soul's relationship with your spirit. So we've been learning to to hear him more clearly. We've been learning to hear him with a greater appreciation and value and he's the one who sensitizes our hearing and sensitizes our ability to recognize him so um it's like you know most of you probably have a a cell phone you know the different sounds that you know okay this this little sound is a text coming in this little sound is the somebody's calling me this little sound is the alarm you can have you know 20 different sounds that come out and you recognize them all 
you set them up and and over time you you know okay you you form a connection when i hear this sound this is what this means well it's the same type of principle in our soul that as we have spent time we have learned to recognize the the senses the that are quickened the uh, the sense of his presence the sense of urgency, the sense that he's trying to get our attention, the sense of comfort, the sense of encouragement, of direction. And we'll, we'll experience those in different ways as he starts to quicken our uh, different abilities. Now, people have, you know, throughout time, you know, um, and this is not a terrific you know the the translation that we have of whether it's the King James and the New King James or the Living Bible, whatever. You know the the original languages of the scriptures, whether they're in the you know whatever version you, you're using, they don't translate as accurately as we think it does, which is fine. If God wanted you. If God wanted me, if he wanted us all to use the scriptures as the basis of our relationship with him, he would have written a book himself. But he is the book. He is the word. He is the life. He's the way and the truth and the life. He's everything. It's not about, um, he doesn't need any intermediary. He did, He said, go wait for me, I will return to the Father, and I will send you a comforter. He didn't say, I will send you a book. So he himself is the one who is restoring us and speaking the truth and the life. Does he use the scriptures? Absolutely. Does he use the circumstances in our lives? Absolutely. Does he use other people in our lives? Absolutely. He can use whatever he chooses, and he does. Because, again, he's arranging all the circumstances in our lives. But the goal is relationship with him. Our goal isn't even to restore our soul. That's his goal. Our goal is to know him. But if we know, okay, there's the simplicity of the devotion to Christ, just being, knowing him and being with him. And as we allow that to maintain our focus we will you know he'll he'll say come you know all the all you who labor come and i will give you rest it's doesn't mean you're going to stop laboring we just start coming and as we start being yoked with him and move with him he starts teaching us this is how your legs work this is how these this is how miracles work. This is how wisdom works. This is how seeing into the future works. Can you imagine how crazy it would be if everybody could see into the future and see what was going to happen in the future? What would that be like? I don't know whether that would be such a good idea. Likewise, if, if people, if let's say all Christians knew how to raise the dead, I just don't know whether that would be such a good idea. Would, you know, how do you decide who to raise from the dead? How do you, you know, do we raise everybody in the cemetery? Do we, you know, 
it could get very confusing. You know, um, how anyway, I mean, that, that, that could be a real rabbit hole, maybe for another time. But what does it take to, before we can have all our abilities functioning perfectly, is what we don't have now, which is a oneness with Christ, a, a being, being on the same page as to what's important to him. We, we want to do, we want to be, we want to feel, we want, we want our, our soul wants what it wants. Our soul wants to be in control. Our soul wants to decide who should be raised from the dead. Our soul wants to to know the future. Our soul wants to feel good about and get attention about all the great things it can do. So our soul being separate from our spirit is still the main detractor from our abilities being quickened. And yet, for homework, what I want you to do this next coming week is as you're spending time with God and you're realizing, you're recognizing his presence, you're sensing his presence, recognize that that's your soul. That's your soul recognizing what's already going on in your spirit. And start asking, what part of my soul is that my mind Recognizing God, is that my will? Recognizing God, is that my emotions? Recognizing God. And just start becoming, increasing that awareness. Because this is something we can learn how to do. Just as we learned how to spend time with him and receive from him and become more aware of him, we can learn the same about, as he chooses, about our abilities. But we're also going to be coming up against God not allowing our soul to control. So there's going to be a positive and a negative, but we're up for it. This is going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. So please continue to, to drop me uh, any in questions or informa- uh, feedback at diane at org. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.